We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. This is session 215. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. What's going on? It's Thursday night. Yeah. You guys really have a reason to go woohoo. You had fun today. We didn't see any woohoo. Well, yeah. <laughs> we fished for. We fished with some woohoo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we didn't catch any. No, we didn't catch any fish. We were hoping to have some big fish story or something to tell uh-huh. tonight, but uh, not so. Not so. So where did you guys go fishing exactly? Uh, Tar- Anclode Island. Yeah. Tarpon Springs. Yes. Very nice. What's the water like over there? Oh, it's nice. It's, it's like beautiful. bath water. Absolutely. 88 degrees. Yeah, we're going through water that's like four feet deep. You can see the bottom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We can see the fish, too. Yeah, but we can see them all around us. Uh-huh. And then to add insult to injury, at the end of the day, this bird. <laughs> this is one well, some certain kind I, of I, duck. I, I'm not even making this up. Some kind of bird comes swimming up to the boat and dives under the water. He wanted to show you all how it's Comes done. up with he a did. fish. He did. Three times. Three times. In a right row. in front of us. I can just imagine the Lord was rolling laughing i think he set it up <laughs> i'm not going to doubt that because all day we were quoting quoting scripture you know how the lord you know we can ask anything if we believe that uh-huh. we can receive that we can have it and we were going to have a fish now arnie did get one whale of a, a nibble what's in it it was he had it on i think so yeah what who knows what it was I'm probably but... a snook oh i want to say it fish on eh. It was, on. it was on for a couple of seconds. That was it. So I've been I've been saying that I guess we're only going to be fishers of men. <laughs> it looks it's that way. It's looking that way. That's about the extent of our... Uh, no fish for dinner tonight. No. But it w- That was interesting. <laughs> Siri wasn't sure she understood. 
<laughs> I know, and and we've got all these Amber Alerts going on, man. It's yeah, it frightens me. It's a fun day. <laughs> I know it, man. Well, well, here we are, Thursday night. Absolutely. And I'm sorry you didn't catch any fish. No fish, no. but it was it was, it was a, a beautiful day. It was beautiful. It was day. so nice to get out there and just uh, enjoy the the ocean and mm-hmm. the salt water and the, the wind. Fellowship, and the sun, three brothers. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I've been complaining, Thank you, Arnie. Been complaining the last couple of weeks that, uh, you know, here I am on my day off. Got nowhere to go, nothing to do. And he hooks me up with a fishing trip. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. It was. It's kind of like my golf game. You know, <laughs> I, I don't expect to do good when I go. I really go for the fellowship and mm-hmm. enjoyment. It's good. So, it's important to do those things. Mm-hmm. I was a tad disappointed, though, that would, I didn't even didn't get a nibble. Well, I think you, know, you did. I, know I, didn't, I did. I think I had a nibble like first cast mm-hmm. in the morning, and that was it. That was it. But hey, lovely day. It was nice boat Beautiful ride. Day. Thank you, Arnie. Freedom, freedom. <laughs> Arnold, you rock. So anyway, um, I'm not even going to ask if we have any Facebook likes. We because don't because I know the answer, and uh, it's embarrassing, but uh, uh, it's okay. A little we're bit of, we're awkward pushing on. Pause, insert awkward pause awkward, here. Insert awkward pause. Yes, anyone out there that has not liked this yet on Facebook and who is listening and can do so, please go to Facebook and like us there. But wouldn't that be awesome if I got one before the show ended? That'd be awesome. <laughs> shout shout I out. I won't get it because I shut my phone off because of the Amber Alerts. I know, right? What is going on with that? God, our phone's getting lit up around here. Well, four, I hope whatever it is, uh, know, four times in the last Lord, you know what's going on there. So we just uh, pray that. Uh, yeah, I said a little prayer because it, like I said, one went off in my car on the way here, and it was hooked in through my Bluetooth. So when it went off, I, I just about had a heart you attack. To, <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, it it was uh, it was funny. It's a good thing I wasn't, you know, around other cars. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's a good thing. It's a very good thing. But I did say stop and say a prayer. It's a little boy who's gone missing. So hopefully uh they find him relatively quickly. Amen to that. We've we've got a few uh prayer requests that we're gonna we do gonna contend Nina, with you tonight. Have one, right? And yes. Our, our yes. guest has one that he's gonna talk about. Yeah. Um, I have a prayer request for from a former guest. I'm not going to go ahead and disclose her name just okay. for her privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's a for, she was a former guest probably about a year and a half to two years ago. And uh, her mom's not been doing so well. And so she's just asked us to um, come together in prayer for her. So um, well, absolutely. If yes. you guys would, you know, God always knows exactly who it is. So just right. rally together in prayer for God this God only knows individual. what you've been through. <laughs> Love that song. And our, our guest has one, too. He's going to elaborate a little bit. All right. Absolutely. Uh, so I don't think any countries this week. No. Uh, or or, or shout outs. All right. Any any other business besides the prayer requests? No other business. No other business. Well, all right, then. Let's get to it. Mikey, who do we have tonight? All right. Uh, we have uh, Patrick Bianchi. I met him probably six to eight months ago at a, our usual Saturday morning breakfast. And uh, I could see when he heard me talk about God Stories Radio, his, you know, 
saw his eyes light up a little bit. It perked up a little bit. And it was just, that was it, you know, for, and I'd talk about it now and then weeks after that and, you know, continued. And then just um, a couple Saturdays ago, started to bring it up again. And, and he and then he cornered me and we talked about it a little bit and, and uh, he's here. Um, actually, when we, we're talking about it. I showed him our schedule and we had, uh, the today and next week open. And he said, this one was the best. So after we left last week and talked about no guests for this week, I text him and he said, okay, I'll do it. And then I said, we, okay, we got you down on our schedule and calendar. And he said, no. And I said, yes. <laughs> And then, um, sadly enough, I got up the next morning because I went right to bed about an hour after we were doing that. He was at his buddy's house. And uh, he's going to uh, please join us in prayer for what uh, Tina had mentioned and what uh, uh, Patrick is about to bring up. Please join us in prayer for these. Well, I want to thank you for having me. Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thanks for uh, saying yes. Not everybody does. Oh, well, you're welcome. Um, yeah, the prayer request. Um, my best friend, who um, has been involved in the family for about 15 years, um, and his wife, um, and their names are Tom and Diane, um, had a tragedy uh, last Thursday. A son of 27 died suddenly. Mm-hmm. Not really many answers. Um, came home from work, uh, went to go take a shower, and never made it into the shower, and um, was found about a half an hour later, and uh, a lot of confusion, uh, but definitely a lot of sadness no uh, parent should ever have to bury no. their kid and when that happens it's just um it's a big tragedy and he was almost he was a son to me as well i mean we coached for for multiple years probably like 10 years me and uh, me and tom together and we coached our kids so we're kind of all like one big happy family and you know what put another nail in the coffin was um my uh my son nick was was best friends with this nick as well um they're both over named nicks so we're all going through it and uh, this saturday is going to be the service or the celebration of life and uh, i just want to prayer uh, for the family to get through this um they're very religious they, they understand where nick is is went to mm-hmm. um but it's still very hard uh, yes the, it the is. physical being is gone yeah, and, i can't imagine and um the memories is all that's left so it's a very okay. difficult time it is. for any parent, and uh, my heart really goes out I, to them and to you, too, because right. you're experiencing a loss right. as well. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I really couldn't. Yeah. Um, but, again, please, the listeners out there, wherever you are, please join us in prayer for uh, Tina's request and uh, for Tommy on uh, Patrick's request as well. Thank you. Well, Patrick, if you just want to, would you like to just take a minute and, uh, and let's, uh, let's offer up a prayer? Um, if you don't mind, I would. I do this. not mind, and uh, everybody that's listening, please be in agreement with us, and uh, let's do this. Take it before the Father. Father, we love you. We know that you're here every day. We know that you're here with us. We know that some tragedies happen, and um, we we pray for the strength, the endurance to get through it, to understand your path, not ours. And just, just to understand that 
you know, we we love you and we 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 want to we want to under we really do want to understand. It's very difficult for me to continue. Someone can just take the prayer. Yes, absolutely, Lord. We're going to lay this at your feet, Father, yes. because there are a lot of things that happen in life that we just can't understand or put reason to, Lord, and they're just painful and hurtful. But Father, we know that you work everything for good, and you knew what. Um, Nick would be going through in the future. You knew exactly everything before it all happened, Father. And you've permitted this. And we just thank you, Lord, that the family are a family of believers, that Nick is with you in your arms, Lord, and that uh, he does not suffer. He has no pain and that the family will be reunited one day, Lord. And those are the things that we have to hold on to when we lose loved ones, to know the the promises that God has has given us. And, you know, his promises are the same today, tomorrow, yesterday, a year ago, a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. It doesn't matter. God remains faithful and he is who he says he is. And this family will see each other again, Lord. And we just thank you for that, Father. And we pray that whatever comes out of this, um, sometimes people start recognizing a new destiny in their own lives as a result, Lord. Um, we just pray that lives are touched, that mm. people are healed, and that it's all for your glory, Lord. And uh, we just pray for, for Tom and Diane that you would, really wrap your comforting arms around them lord that you would just give them what they need during this time and put the right people around them and help them to hear what you want them to hear lord um you know i read recently that um even through the times and the trials that we go through they seem like they're so they're there to break us. It feels like they're there to break us, but yet you have a purpose in all of it, Lord, and it will build, and it will build for your kingdom and your glory, Lord. And it's in your name that we pray and that we ask for your comforting arms around this family. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. <clears throat> wow. Well, Patrick, uh, tell us a little bit and the listeners a little bit about yourself, and then uh, take it away. Take it away. Mm, about myself. I'm from upstate New York, Rochester. Um, lived Sorry. up there all my life. Yeah, right? 225 <laughs> inches of snow a year. The reason why I'm in Florida now. And he's a Bills yeah, fan. Massachusetts. Yes, I'm a Bills fan, yes. You're Dolphins, right. No. Okay. No, no. Oh, never mind. Ooh. Worse. Okay. Now the dolphin would be over here. <laughs> Dolphins over there. Yep. Well, we're okay. Um, um, I'm in the automobile business. Um, I've been in there um, probably since 83, put myself through uh, school, um, but stayed with it because I enjoyed it, uh, working with customers and people all the time. Um, I also was a volunteer fireman um, up in uh, Henrietta, New York. And um, I did uh, weddings, DJed um, quite a few weddings for about 10 years with uh, stage entertainment with the Bananos up there in Rochester. Um, 
pretty much 15 years ago, I moved down here, mainly again for the weather. Uh, my mom had um, left. Um, she's a retired colonel in the Army, and um, she had settled down here where my sister was. And believe it or not, even though my father and mother are together and haven't been together for years, he also moved down to Florida, and they're pretty much only like uh, 20 minutes away from <laughs> each other. So this seemed like a very perfect place to settle um, and bring my family. Uh, so when I came down here, I opened up a, uh, a dealership in Claremont with um, with a group and um, you know, been here ever since. Although I'm not in the same group because they sold their dealership, but I, I work up in Leesburg now. Uh, but again, I enjoy it. I do enjoy dealing with the customers and problem solving and, uh, and uh, dealing with the employees. That's fantastic. Maybe I need to come see you. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no. Need some car work done? My my little '99 Toyota out there, uh, bless its heart, hasn't let me down. But I'm due for something. This is the first car I uh, driven. I was a Toyota standard. I was 14. I went did my test with the standard mm -hmm. shift. Oh wow, yeah, that was fun. So when did God get a hold of your life, Patrick? About how old were you? Okay. Um, <laughs> When they, um, I've always, I've been Catholic most of my life. And um, even Italian though. Italian Catholic, I'm not making the connection. <laughs> Roman, Roman Catholic, we'll go with Roman Catholic. I'm just um, teasing again. I was, uh, you know, um, First Communion uh, confirmed, um, went to catechism, uh, went every Sunday. Um, but not putting any, any religion down or anything like that. I, you know, it was more or less going through the motions and that's what we were taught. You know, as long as you did it, you went to Sunday, um, you were, you were good. You're going to heaven. Yeah. Um, we call that so, check in the box. Yeah. Check in the box. So, um, it wasn't until my mom and, um, dad had separated and my mom had joined the army for benefits, you know, so she had some security and, um, she went, um, joined the reserves and had was stationed in New Hampshire. And so I would go up there every once in a while with her. And there's this place called La Salette, um, New Hampshire. And I can't remember this, the town, but it was a Shakers village. And they had um, this Catholic um, kind of area. Uh, Father Pat, I, I believe he's in Boston right now, um, serving in the diocese there. But he would go up there with a guitar and play music. And I would enjoy it, but... There's this area where they had um, the uh, statues of the time of Jesus's life. And I just went up there alone. I must have been maybe 12, almost 13. And I started to read and look at the, the life from, from the beginning, from when he was born and uh, to where he died on the cross. And um, I remember at the last part, I fell to my knees and as a young kid realizing how much love God had to have for us mm -hmm. to sacrifice his own son. Mm -hmm. I knew the love that my father felt for me. I knew the love that I felt for my, my parents and my sister. And I couldn't fathom how much love you had to someone that you love that you were sacrificing to someone who in some cases, didn't even follow you or follow you right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, at yeah. that very moment, I, I believed I was saved because I understood 
3.16. I understood that God gave his only son and what sacrifice it was. Um, so at that point, I started to change my views on the way I saw religion. Even though I stayed Catholic for quite a few years, and even into where um, I was uh, married in 88 uh, to my beautiful wife, Jan. And um, we were married at 21 years old, young. Went through our normal, young, immature trials and tribulations of marriage. Uh, but when we did finally um, have a child at 24, my fir the first name was Patrick Jr., mm -hmm. PJ. Uh, we, we brought him up Catholic. Uh, we even went a little further and tried to uh, teach Sunday school to um, not only teach them, but help teach the other kids at the uh, at the church that we were going to. And uh, same thing with Nicholas, uh, two years later. Um, it wasn't until that I had some concerns about the diocese in uh, multiple ways that I really, um, I don't want to mm -hmm. discuss. That's fine. <clears throat> that I felt that um, when I went there, I had too much animosity and I wasn't able to worship. Um, when I got, and this is this is kind of the start of the uh, of the um, God story. So, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to just kind of give a synopsis of what I want to get Please into. Please do, my friend. And then Please I'm going to go back right to where I, I moved down here. Sure. <clears throat> when I got here in Florida, and um, I started to. Um, go to the church that I'm going to, I'm going to mention. Um, I started to open my mind and my, my uh, sensitivity to my surroundings of, um, of different in, uh, events that would come to me and I would listen to them instead of just ignoring them. And I believe God pushes us, not pushes us, but kind of persuades us to do certain things at certain times, to be around certain people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, does. And, 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 the, and when you when you do that, most of the time it's outside your comfort zone, because in your comfort zone, I don't believe God does much. Um, outside your comfort zones, when, when things happen, when you jump off that cliff, so to speak, and um, you, 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 you start to see these God stories. I have many of them. The one that I, I discussed with Mike um, is pretty amazing. So that's mm -hmm. the one I'm going to go with. And because there were so many different events that I had to listen and, and pray about and move towards in order to get there. And it was getting me to a place in the world at the exact time I needed to be there with the exact person I needed to be mm -hmm. with. Um, in order to to uh, make this happen, and not only that, the person being me and the training that I had at certain time, you know, at that time, allowed me to to do this. So, with that said, I came to Florida um, again, not practicing now a Catholic, not even a practicing Christian, although still believing in God and understanding that I, I have a love for Him. Um. My son, Patrick, PJ, he had, was going to Eastridge High School, played baseball, um, had um, a bunch of friends, very talented boy, musician, I mean, very talented. Uh, he um, had, was friends with um, a gentleman who happened to be a youth pastor at this church called Second Chance Fellowship. The um, couple of the kids of the fourth mentioned friend 
that, that I have Tom, we're also going to this. And uh, later on down the road, uh, actually one of the kids married the youth pastor. So, I mean, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. So he, he was started going to this youth, um, youth church and then started to go to the regular church, which happened to be at the middle school in Claremont at the time because there really wasn't a standing building for this church to develop. Uh, but the pastor, Pastor Jason Height, amazing man, was a great speaker. And he, um, he, he really turned my son towards Jesus and towards his um, musical talents or the gifts that God had given him and allowed him to blossom into what he you know, is today as well as what he did for the church. Um, and he came to me one day and he says, Dad, it's really amazing. It's really touching me. And I, I know you're a religious person, but you don't, you don't go to church. Um, I think you need to go. So I said, okay. Um, I went this one Sunday and um, sure enough, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been, I'm sure most of you have out there and in here that when you've heard someone sing beautifully or or you see something amazing that these chills just go right through your body it's just something amazing was happening um so i get there they play the music okay they play the music i was fine you know and then he started to speak and we got to the worship and the amazing thing about pastor jason at that time when he had this feeling of just worship we would worship for like a half an hour of just worship not music, not scripture, not anything. And it just dropped me. And I just was overwhelmed with Christ. And I knew that I had to not only embrace what I was feeling, but assist and help and, 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 and become part of this. Ever since then, it had to be what? It has to be 12 years from now, when it, when it was 12 years ago. Um, and ever since then, I, I became part of it. Um, uh, me and Pastor Jason, we became friends. Um, we went, you know, we did different life groups. And um, from there, I'm going to fast forward because um, we went into another church, still checking Chance Fellowship, but this was in Oakland at the time. And he had discussed a mission trip that we wanted to, to attend. We had a speaker come in. His name was for a mission guy. Christian Humble. <laughs> and a perfect name, right? You for, can't even for, make that up. No, I mean, Christian that's Humble. A... <laughs> it, it, it is. And he is an amazing guy, and his wife's amazing too. And uh, they do, uh, they have a mission house out in San Cristobal, Dominican Republic. And um, they um, sponsor and take care of an orphanage, mostly for girls. Um, I think it's all girls, but, you know, during dinner time and stuff like that, I have, I have seen some boys come in. It's only to help the community. And he came and spoke, and we were inspired to, to um, do the Great Commission. And uh, we got um, the leaders together, myself, um, Pastor Jason, um, uh, Sloan, um, a bunch of the leaders of the church, said, and, we, and a couple other uh, followers had said, let's go and do it. There was like five or six of us. We went out there, and it was amazing. Uh, we, uh, we opened up a clinic uh, for a day to help, to help the community. Uh, we went to uh, and the churches there were more uh, Pentecostal. And uh, again, it was just it was just everything that we did was amazing. And we we uh, we went and uh, visited and prayer it was more of a spiritual mission. Well, though, we did feed 
um, a community of about 1500. I guess it was during a hurricane that it came through and everyone was homeless and, and the uh, St. Cristobal had made this area for them to, to stay in uh, temporarily. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of it, we had met this guy named Santos. He, um, he was paralyzed from 11 years old falling out of a tree. We went to visit him. He was in this building that was completely empty other than a tin roof, a mattress that was chained to a wall. He had absolutely no possessions. The only person that was taking care of him was his 101-year-old father. Oh. He, at this time, uh, Santos was like 70-something years old. Oh. And, 101? Uh, yeah. Wow. So um, the gentleman, uh, one of the gentlemen that was with me, Pastor Jason, um, um, and uh, the lady, we went in and we were going to wash him up, which we did because we were kind of, uh, I was an EMT um, when I was a fireman. Um, so when we washed him up and um, we wanted to pray for him. So uh, Pastor Jason we had uh, talked to the father and he says, you want to pray for him? And he, he started, I didn't know how to speak Spanish. So he said in Spanish and my understanding is uh, Santos says, no, you don't need to pray for me. I'll pray for you guys. It was that moment that I realized that the least or the least you have, the more Christ can enter into you. Mm. So when you don't have anything, when and, and I believe that's when Christ said, give everything away and follow me, because with you got you're filled with all the stuff that you have, you can't have me, or you can't have all me or, or what's necessary to have me. So here's a gentleman who has nothing, you know, and um, he has Christ and he's full with Christ and he's happy. So I went back to the mission house and, and we had to do our devotional, um, devotional, devotional. Um, <laughs> and I pretty much stood up and I said, uh, Jason, um, Pastor Jason, we'll never be like him. We will never have Christ like him. You will never have Christ like him. And you're a you're a holy man. I said, we live in the United States. We are so filled with stuff and work and money and material things and problems that really shouldn't be problems that, yeah, we can say we love Christ and we know Christ and we'll worship Christ, but we'll never have them like that guy. Mm -hmm. It inspired me to go the next year, and this was 2012, um, the father died. So the aunts somewhere in a different area had taken them and, um, we ended up seeing Santos. We did a few, you know, we did the kind of the same thing, except we brought 15, 16 people this time from the church, including my wife and her friend that uh, happened to be living in Vegas at the time. And she was a nurse. So since we had a lot more medical things, which my wife was as well, um, we did more of a medical um, mission. Um, and again, spiritual. We went around and tried to save people or, or at least um, get them to know Christ. We went and visited the hospitals. Uh, they call um, Motorcycle Alley, which is a bunch of people that got damaged on the motorcycles and they don't have money. So they got floppy arms because they're broken and for months that no one can fix them because they don't have money. The only thing free and the only thing in the hospital is free is the bed <laughs> and the sheet. I don't even know if it was the sheet. You may have to bring your own sheet. But anyways, that, that's pretty much the way it was. And we went and prayed for them. And again, it was um, it was moving. Um, when we left there, um, I think a few months later, Santos died. Our next mission trip that we were going on, and this is the, kind of the start of the story. I, um, 
I didn't have the same enthusiasm about going. Mm -hmm. uh, Santos wasn't there. I did all the things that I believe that that mission um, group had to offer. Um, it was still amazing, um, but it was, um, I just didn't, I, th I thought maybe we could pick a different place or, or whatever it was, but uh, we, they were going to go back there. Um, so I said, well, I'll arrange it because I guess I became sort of the mission organizer at the time uh -huh. and I'll arrange it and I'll get some people to go. And but I, I, I think I'm going to pass on this one this year and, I, and it'll, it'll be amazing because the mission house, you know, Chris, Christian does a great job in, in leading and, um, and taking care of the people. This was probably like, uh, October of maybe 2012. And, um, when it got to about the beginning of 2013, I, I mean, I started a new job, uh, very, um, had to occupy a lot of my time uh, in a different dealership, or actually there was multiple dealerships on this one. So I, I just knew, again, I, it's, I, I wasn't going to have the time to do it. So um, Pastor Jason had come up to me and says, would you, you know, would you reconsider? And I really had to pray about it because I, I just, I just, either didn't have the initiative or didn't have the, the, the want. And, um, I had so much going on in my life and, uh, I said, uh, I'll pray on it somewhere around February. No, it was April. It was around Easter time. Um, I had a, a, a vision. Um, it was during a dream and it was on, um, what the a place called God's mountain that I happened to be on, which is in the Dominican. And it was um, not the audible voice. It was just a feeling that God wanted me to be there. So I, I got with work. And, um, and again, the planets had to align in order for to make this work. So I got with work. Uh, the CEO, I talked to him, and he, uh, he was all for it. And then, um, you know, money had to come in. And, and a towing company that I was uh, working with at the time said that they would pay for it. So now I did, I had the I had the ability and I did, I didn't have to put any money into it, so it was almost like again if you're looking for signs mm -hmm. and you're looking for things I was being pushed yeah, right. to do this. <laughs> uh -huh. I agreed. I opened my mind and I'm being pushed. My wife, um, she she didn't want to go at the time, but she gave me the blessing to go. So um, I think it was the beginning of May. Now we normally leave at the end of July, so um, our line would be a little bit more because I waited so long. Um, I, I talked, I called pastor Jason and says, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. Now he wasn't going, no, he, was not. he wasn't going me. to the time either. So, you know, so now he said, but don't worry. He says, I, I have every faith in you. You're going to lead them and it's going to be a great time. It was the beginning of June and I had another feeling and I don't know again where and when it came or why it came. But I, I had a feeling that Pastor Jason had to be there. And at the time, I kind of I kind of explained it as he needed to be there for them, the people that were going, because they needed the spiritual leader, which mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a spiritual leader. Uh, I may be a leader and I may be right along there, and uh, but I, I not like Pastor Jason. I mean, if you've ever listened to you, you Pastor Justin in real life, He's just as uh, amazing uh, as Pastor Jason. If I was going to mimic the two two pastors, they'd be very similar, and they're very good speakers. and And it's just he's when he prays, it's just amazing. So I call him up and I said, Pastor Jason, 
you have to go. He says, well, I, I can't. I got so much going on. And plus, you know, I, um, I can't remember what event was going on. And then he, he had to make sure that he he had to be there for the service, uh, which was the Sunday after. And um, I said, um, you have to go. So I, I, I have this feeling that you need to be there. And, um, and, these, and, and the people that are going are going to need you. But I, I have a feeling that you're going to be and and I, and I And at that time, I kind of was praying about what I needed to do there. And I told them, I said, I, I need to help the orphanage. I'm not going to go on the medical clinic. I'm not going to go do, you know, the feeding. I, I think what I need to do there is I need to do some, uh, um, I was going to help whatever the uh, orphanage needed to do to fix up uh, the building that they were living in. And I said, I think that's what I need to go and do. Um, and I, they're going to need you. So he said what I said. I, I'm going to pray on it. And uh, about a week later, he calls me up. He says, um, well, I'll have to get some fundraising to go, but I think I'm going to do it. I said, okay, but I, I'm going to pay for it. I said, because you need to be there. So um, I got his ticket. We got everything all arranged, and we went. Now, just a little bit going back to our last missions, um, at the last day of the missions, we all would go to a resort um, to clean up, wash up, relax, mm -hmm. and then do, um, do a talk about our God moments through the entire time mm -hmm. all right, before we take off. Because in um, San, uh, Santo Domingo, I believe, is where we, we would go. is close to the airport. We would leave the next morning. Anyway, so when we first got there on the, the last mission, um, I had told uh, Christian what I was moved to do. And he said, great. His father happened to be in town and that he would drive me back and forth to the orphanage while, we, while they go, while the rest of the crew go and do all the normal things that they went and did. Now, I can't really answer for you about all the things that they did. Uh, I didn't. I do know that they, um, um, they did uh, some sort of vaccination and uh, they did go and feed um, at the uh, a place where that we fed were uh, people in the beginning when we first went, although it was different people now because they were moved. And they did go to the hospitals. Um, and meanwhile, I went and um, tiled the uh, bathroom in the girls' orphanage, and um, I did a few other things. So, and then we fed the people at the orphanage. It was just pretty much a normal, like a, not a vacation, but sort of a work mission for me. But it wasn't until the end that I realized why I was there. Um, First, we, uh, before we, we left, it was the last night there, uh, there was a gentleman, um, Lewis, Mike knows him, um, that was kind of confused on why he was there as well. He was expecting something so emotional, and we're trying to explain to him, I says, you know, just keep your mind open. I mean, you're here for a reason, and it's going to hit you, whether it hits you now or later. And uh, little did I know, I was probably talking to myself. Yeah. Uh, because um, when we left there, we went to, oh, okay. The normal hotel or resort that we go to that we've been going to all these years had sold the units that we normally sat in. Mm. So we had to find another resort. <laughs> so we did locate one somewhere in San Domingo, and I can't remember the name of it, but I, I know that this, this resort that we're in uh, was split in two, so to speak, one on the 
beach side, ocean side, and then another side across the street. We were um, we were staying in the across the street area. And when we first got there, we kind of went over to the ocean and kind of just looked at God's creation and because and, it's a, it's beautiful for me. That's one of my best spots to sit in the, on the beach and look at the ocean. Like we did today. Yeah, like you did today. <laughs> and, and dream about fish, right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Dumb bird. <laughs> so um, we did that first, and then I, I told Pastor, I said, uh, I, I need to get back to the room with the Wi-Fi because I needed to do payroll because I was still working. You know, even though I was there, I still had a lot of responsibilities. I had to get payroll done for the next day. Um, so I, he said, yeah, you know, I need to I need to get ready for the sermon because when we leave that, you know, it'll be Sunday night when, or Saturday night when we get back. Sunday, he had to be ready for the sermon. I said, well, let's just let's just go. So we went across the street and over probably about maybe another two, three thousand yards before we got to our room. And we, we went in there, turned the air conditioning way up. And I was on one bed doing my work, and he was on another bed doing his. And we had a few words about uh, some of the things that went on. But all in all, we were probably there about a half an hour or so doing our work. And I wasn't finished with my work, but I just had this overwhelming feeling that I had to get out. You know, I, I, could, I felt, I felt um, claustrophobic that I had to be out of this room. Restless. Yeah, I was in in and pastor said he felt the same exact thing. He says, "Yeah, we'll come back and finish up." So, we got up and now where we were, there was a pool. There was an air open area. So, we could have just sat there, but for some reason we said, "Let's let's just go back to the ocean." So, we went walked all the way over to the other side of the resort, went over to the ocean side. We went to the bar and got a juice. Nothing else, just a juice. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, right at the bar, there was a, a pool as well. We could have just sat down or we could have went to the beach. But we both looked over at this pool that's on the, kind of behind where the bar is. It's an Olympic-sized pool, but nobody was there. And we felt that because nobody was there, that's where we needed to be. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, well, let's go there. So we start walking. And we get about halfway on the right side of the pool. I start putting my stuff down on the, on the uh, launch chair. And he, he says, hey, Pat, he says, uh, is that kid kidding? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I turn around and there's this small boy at the bottom of the pool. And um, I said, I don't, I don't know. I, I'll find out. I jump into the pool. I put my foot on him and he wasn't moving. I grab him, I pick, I pick him up. It was probably a nine-year-old, uh, nine I would say, size boy. I pick him up out of the water, and I turn him over, and his eyes are all gla glassy and, and and full. If you ever, you know, where you suffocate, your your eyes kind of bulge out. And I immediately said, Pastor, go find some help. Um. I hear screaming on the other side of the pool. I, it wasn't the parents. I didn't know then, but it was just someone that saw me doing what I was doing. I brought him over to the side of the pool. I put him on his side. I started getting the water out of his out of his lungs, um, and then I, I went in and started to start CPR. Um, a couple times, I, I, you hear the gurgling. Too much water still. Put him up. Get get try to get some water out, and um, I continue with CPR. 
By the time anybody from the hotel got to me, the child was breathing. Wow. Um, his eyes were blinking. You could see the color come back into it. Wow. And all I did was at that point, you know, if the child's breathing, I couldn't do anything else. I just covered him up and I said, Pastor Jason, let's just pray until uh, EMS gets there. And um, because there's nothing else we can do. I don't know how long this child was under the water. Um, and that's what we did for probably like 30 seconds or so. And then someone uh, with a Gertie came and grabbed him. Nah, it wasn't a Gertie, but they, it, it looked like EMS came and grabbed him. They put him on a lounge chair there. And I sat and I, I just went back into the water. Pastor Jason came back with me. They brought him over now to uh, the other side of where the bar is. And I just looked at him. And I said, do you know all the things that had to happen to have me here at this very moment have time with you and me knowing that I could save this kid? Mm-hmm. Oh. Everything for the last three years brought me to this very moment to save mm-hmm. this kid. Wow. All the little details. Yeah, I know. Right. And if you think about it, that God was leading you to in one moment in time with, you know, with the people that you're supposed to be with in the area that you're supposed to be halfway across the world, well, not halfway, two and a half hours away. I'm playing, but, um, and I guess the uh, father was gambling and the, the wife was off at a shop somewhere. They left this child alone to play in the water and, um, nine years old. It was nine years old. That's, wow. that's what I was told later. Again, I, I didn't know, but didn't it, know uh, that at the I time, didn't know much of anything at the you time, could tell he was really young, but I do though. know when I called the day, day after when we were in the airport, I called the resort and they said that the child was okay. So, Praise the Lord. and you know, wow. the funny thing is I was, I was wearing a Superman shirt at the time too, because <laughs> Lewis had said that when I went to go eat and uh, we were talking about what just happened, he goes, it shirts fits you then. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's my story. There's at least one of my stories. Oh, that's amazing. Lee, I didn't expect that punchline. I'll no. tell you what, the wow. hair standing up end. on my arms. Really? Wow. I mean, Good gravy. Like he like he said, all the little details, all the, for three years. And you know, Mikey, when, that up. when you change your mindset to big picture thinking like that, that it's not just hour by hour, or day by day, that the Lord is setting you up for destiny minded things. Right. You know, I mean, I just uh, am blown away by that. And if you had made any other decision than to become than a fireman that, right. way back, you right. wouldn't have had that training, right? Nope. Right. Well, I can't say that because in the automobile business as well, you have to have first aid training, and oh, I did okay. take CPR training. But to have CPR training and to actually not panic and do it mm-hmm. is a different story. Right. And, sure and the is. fireman, being a fireman and going into fires and doing uh, some EMS stuff, had definitely trained me for that. Absolutely. But you, you you think of it, it isn't just the things and decisions that I made. I mean, if that resort never sold those, those those we wouldn't even been at the resort. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so Jason many different things. Jason wasn't going to go. And, I right. mean, it just... And Jason was the first one that seen him. And we may, if we weren't together, we may not have been there right. at that exact spot. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't go to the other pool. You went to that pool. But just, how many people witnessed the miracle of Christ then? You know, I mean, gosh, I mean, that child was probably clinically dead dead when you found him. Yeah. You know, breathing. and then the Lord breathes life into him. And then you guys pray over him. And people had to witness that. Mm-hmm. People have to be talking about that. 
Wow. Did they want you on the local television shows <laughs> and all of that? Were you no. go through hero syndrome? And no, no, actually, I didn't. It was just I was still at awe about what well, yeah. got me to that one point. Not <laughs> the fact of saving somebody is yeah. is one aspect of it, but I was just totally at awe because again, you it's it's a paradox. You don't think about that until you're did this and then you think about all the things that got you to there mm -hmm. and that's when it becomes amazing right and not only that the parents had to make a bad decision on what the kid alone by himself. Uh, well god had to know that the parents were going to make a bad mm -hmm. decision years from the, from that point and, right. and tried to set up what was going to happen right because this this guy this this child which is what now probably um uh 15 this person can change a few people's lives that absolutely his story would never yeah, have happened. Come on, GSR. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Uh-huh. All started with Santos. Yeah. Well, yeah. God bless you. Santos said, uh, let me pray for you. Right. Wow. wow. Golly. All the little details. All the little details. Man. That's Father's a very cool full story. Of them. Man, we love God's stories. Yes, we do. Woo! And if you have any God stories out there, please contact us by... They can email us, godstoriesradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to be on the show, email godstoriesradiotina at gmail.com. Gmail what else can they do, Mike? They can tweet us. They can tweet us on Twitter. And like us on Facebook, uh -huh. please, so that I don't have the awkward moments. Yes, we would like to have you here, but you can call in, you can write in. We've ha we've read a number of testimonies. We've had we've had paper written Australia, testimonies and uh, the UK, yeah, Canada, Canada, Canada yeah. the Philippines, and Philippines, that one, yeah, one story about the you know kind of a one hour stint, two hour stint in a day, in, in one day. That was an awesome story with the billboard and mm -hmm. all that stuff, the food oh, and the, the food. no gas and oh yeah. That was awesome. Hello. Wow. And when, Patrick, when, thank you. Yes. When mm -hmm. I heard Patrick's story, I thought of that God story there, the one we yeah. were just talking about. Well, that was called uh, Stupid Human Trick. Stupid mm -hmm. Human? Stupid hum Human, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man, I'm I'm just blown away. <laughs> I knew you had a good story, and, and uh, Mikey didn't elaborate, so I was... I, was, I didn't. I wanted you guys to hear it first. Boy, I'm glad you did. Mm -hmm. What a punchline. Thank you, Father. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you, Right Jesus. place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Hello. God wow. can use anybody and anything, you know, and... You just have to listen to him. You do. And you have to get personal with your relationship, too. You know, I know there's a lot of Catholic people out there who... Um, do have a personal relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus and who do get into their Bible and read it. Um, you know, it's not just Christians that um, can claim that. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about what you do with what you're given, you know, because you can just sit there and expect something to happen or you can actually like take part and, you know, really get into it and uh, ask the Lord to make something happen and it's different, you know, you can't just take what other people are telling you. You have to go find out for yourself. You have to get into the Word of God for yourself, and you have to be praying and asking Him, you know, to show you His ways and the way. Amen to that. 
And I, I, I want to add too, you know, we've had, when I think back, we've had a lot of Catholic folks on the show. We mm-hmm. have, yes. I'm one of, every, I was, I was one as well. Right. And you know that, you know, every story's different. Right. Every life lesson has been different from the Catholic church. Right. And there's always something, it's always neat to hear, uh, different folks take on it and the different life lessons that they've learned either in the Catholic church or coming from the Catholic church. Well, so I always, in, in I always my, welcome that in my, in my case, you know, I'm a little older and back in those days, um, when I, when, when I got the two by four upside the head and God found me and I needed the two by four upside the head. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but, there was no talk about reading the Bible or having a relationship with Jesus back in my day. Um, I mean, I went to 12 years of Catholic school. I was an altar boy for a number of years, and I just don't remember any of that. I maybe missed that. I don't know. But yeah, when, when I got the two by four upside the head, I was kind of um, taken back a little bit that, you know, I was a little upset that uh, and maybe they don't i don't know but well, i, I wasn't think, told i think part of it too is you have to remember around the world there are a lot of catholic countries and um not every country will have the same type of look as what you right the snapshot in time that you just spoke or, about or even that region right could be it could look very different. You know, I mean, we've had guests from the Philippines before who have an immense relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. And, you know, that's what it's yeah. all about. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I have friends right here in the U.S. that are consider themselves practicing Catholics and have a fantastic relationship with the There's Lord. There's nothing wrong with they that. They are preaching the truth, you know. No, and, and I'm personally not word. coming and no. not really familiar with with. Catholicism, you know, except for the little smoky thing. I like that. Well, and I think that's where... I like the little smoky thing sense. when they bring it out, you know. Sense, yeah. I think that's... I don't know what it does. Like but. what Patrick said, you know, you want to get out of the ritual and you want to get right. into the relationship. Amen to that. Right. So anyone out there that is Catholic, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. Amen right. to that. A personal one. Yes. Not one that your priest hooked up for you. Right. It's, it's all about you and Jesus. Absolutely. Because it you says know? in the Bible that, uh, I think it's a Matthew, that uh, when it comes to the last days and people are going to come up in judgment and everything else, and he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you. Well, we have to remember that no human man is our high priest. No. Our high priest is Jesus Christ because he's the only one who came down here, was sent by the Father, came down here and died for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. He's our bridge to God. So we must have that personal relationship with him in order to, for the Father to even recognize us. Absolutely. So. Amen. Fantastic. What a great show. It was. Patrick, thank you. Thank you, Patrick, for saying yes. You fired me up, man. I tell you, I I needed that encouragement. Absolutely. That that was a mind blow for me because now you're going (laughs) to, right. Santos. I know. Santos says, I'm going to pray for you. Right. And he's right. Yeah. We're not going to be. Nope. But like I said, when you think about life 
in in that respect, one things aren't going to bother you the way they do, and uh, and two you've got to realize that that he can see around the corner and he knows what's going on, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I pray Lord please catapult me to my destiny, you know <laughs> the time is at hand, you know teach me what I need to know. And I agree with you, Patrick, on the point that you made. The less you have, the closer you are to God. I really do believe the same thing. There's no greater truth ever been spoken right there. Because you have emptied yourself and allowed, left room for God to fill you up. What does it say in Proverbs? I think it's 23 or 22 where it says, Lord, you know, uh, don't give me riches lest I turn my back on you and don't don't let me be poor lest I steal, mm-hmm. but just give me my daily bread. Right. And I thought of that. I'm like, wow, there we go. Mm-hmm. Woo. Just Good give one. me my manna. There Good you go. One, babe. Good one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's funny. I just read that yesterday. Nice. Another detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coinky dink. Putting it all together as he usually does. <laughs> but we really want to hear from you. So please make sure you reach out and contact us please and if you want to be on the show remember god stories radio tina at gmail.com or god stories radio at gmail.com and she'll get you on our calendar you betcha like us on the facebook you can twit us uh you can listen to us now on spotify iHeartRadio, itunes there's a new app called the podcast source that you can listen to us and, on and radio.com right so there's many, many ways to listen, and you can hear uh, Patrick's story over and over, as I will play myself a, a bunch. He's really good. He always goes back and he listens to mm-hmm. all the podcasts again. Yeah, because you don't always get the nuggets. No. You know, when right. you're here, and I'm always fiddling and chatting and, and, and running the show, you know, but when I go back and listen and I can focus, man, you go, oh, I missed that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So once again, thanks, Patrick, for coming. What an amazing story. Yes, thank, thank you for you. your time. You're welcome. And uh, Pastor and Jay. And remember, remember uh, to join us in prayer out there for uh, Tommy and Diane. And, yes. Uh, that uh, guest we had a year or two ago and her mom not feeling well. Think Pastor Jason would come on the show? I could ask him. Whoa, I double dog dare you. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see him Saturday. Yeah, you could well, come back with had, him, you know, if he didn't want to well, come by himself. Church, that huh? church there, we've had Mo Midlow well, yeah. a number of times. Well, yeah. We had Tommy Midlow. Tommy. Uh, we were supposed to have Lynn. I don't know if yeah. she's still there or not. Riffle? Yes. She and is. She blew us off. She is. Um, Mo is there. It used to be at Real Life. Right. Um, I don't think I, I know I mess, mentioned the name of the church prior, but the church is now called Real um Lakeside, Church. Lakeside, right? right. Yeah, right. Um, and it has that billboard that says "No perfect people allowed." Yeah, right. Martin was going out there for a while. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's back at real life. There's some good folks out there. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. No, that's awesome. It's just uh, I really enjoy working with other churches, I and mean, mm-hmm. it's time that we band together. We we need to unite the troops, the forces. We're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well thanks for hanging out with us thanks to everybody that's on mixler that was listening live and um, 
that about wraps it up for session 215. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you. God bless. God bless. Seems like all I could see was the struggle. Haunted, I ghostly.
redeemed. 